Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Metal and High Heel podcast. Today we'll talk about the heavy metal historian. You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hey everybody, this is Kiki and Pia, your host on the Metal and High Heels podcast. Thank you for joining us. You can find show notes with links and comments to everything we mentioned during this show at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast. Let's get into the show. Lean back and enjoy. So since we have um, become podcasters now <laughs> for a couple of months, we wanted to interview another um, podcast producer that's also relevant in the in the metal scene and um that was one of the first first podcasts uh, or heavy metal podcast that i started listening to a couple um, months ago the uh, heavy metal historian Pia, did you like it did you check it out yes i checked it out um i was listening to i look it up which episode it was um Yeah, it is called Album Cover Art One: Origins and History. Mm -hmm. And in this podcast, he tells the story about his daughter, I think, and he mentions mm -hmm. vinyl. Um, and the story is that he has his old vinyl somewhere in his house, and his daughter finds them, and um, he shows her how to play them. And then one day, she comes to him and says, "Whoa, you you'll never." Um, get what I just found out. He was like, yeah, tell me. There is music on the other side of the vinyl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. And that showed me how digitalized we are nowadays. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So talking about uh, heavy metal and history, is there any occurrence in the history of heavy metal that has, um, that you haven't forgotten, that has... Uh, I don't know, that accompanies yeah. you still? Of course, I remember the day when Nightwish kicked out Taya as a front singer. And at that time, I was a really, really big Nightwish fan. And it somehow... Um, well, I, I was a teenager back then. And it shook my world so happily. Mm -hmm. It was something I didn't expect at all, and which I couldn't really understand at that time and um the the media coverage or what we saw in the media later i think the first thing they did was posting on their homepage that they had given her a letter after the last gig with her which was um, the gig they had on the dvd end of an era Mm -hmm. And after that, um, the keyboarder gave her a, a letter in which he says that he kicks her out of the band and he told her to open it, not that evening, but the day after. And then mm -hmm. they put the whole thing on their homepage, telling their fans that Taya isn't the Nightwish singer anymore. And then there was a press conference with her where she was asked about this 
topic and she started to cry in this press conference. And that was yeah. really impressive, especially for me as a teenager at that moment. Yeah, of course. And I think that's something that I'll never forget. When was that? That was 2005, right? I think it was, yes, 2005, in the end of 2005, October or something. Mm -hmm. Had I'm you seen them before sure. live with Tarya? Yes. Yes, I What? have seen them several times with her. <gasps> Lucky me. Totally. That's something uh, that I never had. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same year I saw them at the Earthshaker Festival. Mm -hmm. And then um, at a gig in Hamburg and in Brunswick. That's, that's actually one uh, historic moment <laughs> that I also remember. And it's, and it's super funny because I had just um, started my first band back in Ecuador. And the guitarist gave me the, the DVD, um, the Wishmaster DVD. I think oh, it is. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was. Um, I would have to go into the living room to check it out, but it's the one. It's a live DVD. With um, yes, I know which one you mean, um, but it's not Wishmaster. Uh, From worst to eternity, I think. Yes, exactly that one. That's it. Yes, and. Um, He gave me the DVD and I was like, I totally fell in love with the band. That was the first time that I heard them. And shortly after they came to Ecuador and played there, but they played in a stadium. It was a kind of small stadium, but it was in the south of the city. And the south of Quito is actually known to be kind of dangerous. You know, it's a, it's, a place where you wouldn't go at night actually <laughs> so my parents didn't let me go to the concert and shortly after he um, came to one of our rehearsals I think or called me I'm not sure but he told me that and and I also was like totally heartbroken run to the computer to 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 google it and and then read the letter and yeah that was that was indeed kind of kind of impactful And I remember back then also thinking, should I apply for the band? <laughs> But I mean, I was 17, so. Yes, in, in German media, they were, um, there were so many articles about Nightwish looking for a new singer. And um, mm -hmm. there, shortly before they kicked Taya out of the band, there was an interview with Thomas and Lief Christine. And in this interview... Um, Okay. They were asked if they would work together and both said, yes, uh, we would like to do that. And uh, maybe you remember at the last uh, Metal Female Voices Fest, after our interview, I asked Lee yes. um, if that was a topic, if she has been asked to be the new Nightwish singer, and she was. I don't know if we're allowed to tell that, but she was asked. But back then, her son was born, and so... It wasn't possible for her to join Nightwish. But she would have been the first choice for yeah. them. Wow. I totally cannot imagine that. I can't imagine Nightwish music with Liv's uh, voice. It would be super interesting. That, definitely, yes. Yes, yes, yes. But 
we have floor now, so <laughs> all is good in the world. Yes, and also the second album with Annette Olson, Imaginarium, mm -hmm. it's much better than Dark Passion Play. On Dark Passion Play, you can really hear that the music and everything was composed before they knew how the new singer would sound. That's Yeah, that's right. I don't like Imaginarium, though. But that's another story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that was... Uh, I think that even if you don't really like uh, the operatic voices in metal, or even if you don't like symphonic metal that much, every metalhead knows when that happened, I think. Or a lot of them. Yes. And that's... That's a typical topic for metal and high heels, isn't it? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Then. Yes. Let's listen oh. to the interview now. Yeah. Here is Greg Davis, the metal, no, heavy metal historian. <laughs> So tell me, Greg, uh, your podcast deals with uh, heavy metal history and also history's impact in metal music. So uh, what was your motivation to start it? Well, I'd always wanted to do something along these lines. I, I had the idea for uh, a good year or two before I actually started recording the podcast. It, it was merely a matter of trying to work out the format that I wanted to present the podcast in. Uh, which is a big deal. Like how, how you shape and, and develop the presentation of your podcast is, uh, I think, probably just as much as important as the way the artists that we're fans of uh, mm -hmm. develop how they present their music. Um, and so th the motivation was really the fact that I'd always been a metalhead and I loved it. And, and the, th the thing that really interested me as I was getting older mm -hmm. was I, I would notice a lot of younger metal fans embracing uh, newer subgenres and newer bands, younger bands, yeah. uh, not, to, not not criticizing them because, you know, it's all metal, it's all good. Um, mm -hmm. But a, a lot of them were unaware of the history or they they really didn't know where it came from. So, you know, some of the younger kids that are getting into things like counterparts and volumes now, mm -hmm. uh, you know, probably don't know the importance that bands like Metallica or Black Sabbath or even the Beatles played in shaping the evolution of those bands. And yeah. so for me, the, the biggest inspiration was um, to provide some kind of gateway to influence uh not just the younger fans, but older fans as well, uh, to discover, you know, where that stuff came from. And alternatively, you know, it also gives listeners a chance to discover bands that they've never heard of before as well. Yeah, it's really cool. So it was kind of a, um, it had from the beginning this kind of educational purpose. The, yeah, the, there is an educational uh, aspect to heavy metal history, and that much is absolutely true. Um, and it was it was more along the lines of, um, uh, you know, you know, giving people a chance to discover where a lot of the stuff came from 
because sometimes you, there's a lot of stuff about different subgenres of metal that people don't don't really uh, understand or they don't know where elements came from. For example, in the progressive metal series that I did, mm-hmm. um, one of the biggest chunks in the first chapter of that um, examination was looking at philosophy and how wow. much that played a role in uh, the development of progressive rock and eventually progressive metal as well. Yeah. And it is super interesting too. How long do you take to preparate for an episode? Well, I, I do use, at the moment I'm, I'm basically doing it as I can, which is um, not as frequently as what I used to do. When I started the podcast, I'd try to do it all in a, within a span of a week. But mm-hmm. um, there was one episode that came along which was looking at the influence of H.P. Lovecraft, which turned out to be the longest episode that I'd ever done. And that it took a lot of work to do. So yeah. now I'm I'm more along the lines of taking my time with each individual episode, um, because it, even though it is episodic, um, it's also all of it is still fresh material. So you know where most podcasts talk about current events or stuff going on today that, mm-hmm. that those kind of podcasts they 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 do have a shelf life they they date themselves as time goes on whereas with heavy metal historian you can pick up any episode at any time you could go back to episode one now yeah. and still get the same value out of it as you would from episode 50 that's what makes it so um so cool too <laughs> I actually listened to them. I didn't listen to them very much in order. I just picked out like the topics that were uh, most interesting to me. And that was also very insightful. Do you yep. have any um, favorite episodes or subjects? Oh, there's lots of subjects that um, <clears throat> there's, excuse me. Uh, there's a lots of lot, lots of subjects that I still haven't explored yet that that I'm really interested. I, you know, the, one of the most requested episodes is is black metal, and, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll do episodes in black metal. Uh, yeah, at some point, it's definitely on the list. Um, but it is one of the things that I'm very interested in uh, delving into because it has such a uh, intense history that's that's worth worth examining. I'm not working on that currently, but um, all of the subjects are stuff that I find very interesting. Um, I, I mean, one of the th- episodes that I found uh, to be quite insightful to myself was based on how much I learned out of creating the episode itself, uh, was yeah. looking at the riots in uh, L.A. from 1992 and the impact that had on uh, the music scene in general, but also uh, to heavy metal as well. Uh, and and mm-hmm. it, that was a, a fascinating uh, subject to dive into um, that I learned quite a, quite a lot from in, in the process. So it, it's really hard to pick a favorite because they're all topics that are of interest to me. Uh, but, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you know, even the stuff that people have been requesting, it's coming. It'll come in time. How do you think modern times are affecting metal nowadays? I think that there's... There's opportunity with any uh, political upheaval, as we're kind of seeing at the moment uh, across the world. We've mm-hmm. had a lot of elections in the last uh, 12 months, including here in the United States, uh, yeah. over there in Germany too, I believe. Right? There was, was there elections? Yes. Yes, and, uh, yes, and there are some more upcoming in September. Right. Right. So it, it's it's interesting because th- these periods of time where there's a lot of shifting of um, power in politics is where 
you, you tend to find a, a lot of um, not necessarily extreme, but hard points of view and opinions. And we're certainly seeing that over here in the United States with Donald Trump as president of the United States, whatever your opinion mm-hmm. of, of, the, of the man. The, the, the era that we're living in now is going to become a thriving ground for protest-like bands to emerge. Uh, typically speaking, whenever you have a Republican president, uh, right-leaning president, you do get a lot of people from the left side of politics who are very vocal about uh, their opinions. And I think we're going to see that impact the music scene uh, quite a bit over the next few years. And uh, it'll certainly uh, sink into heavy metal. But I think the thing that's important about heavy metal uh, in general is that if you think back to the 80s, for example, with bands like Megadeth and some of their political statements in their in their albums uh, and their songs, mm-hmm. you know, there were much deeper set topics than, quote unquote, I hate the president. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there was mm-hmm. some real valid uh, criticisms and concerns that were being leveled out in the world, and I think we're going to see a lot of that emerge in in heavy metal now. On the other side of the coin, though, there's also going to be bands that um, pop up here and there that are going to completely ignore that, and and that and that it's deliberate. They they do mm-hmm. deliberately ignore the po- political side of things because in their minds, they're supposed to be you know an escape for the fans. And the show is sacred yeah. and so on. So it's going to be a very interesting few years, I think, for heavy metal in general, particularly with um, a lot of the you know political de- developments that we have seen recently and that and the political developments that are yet to come. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, yeah, it's something to look forward to and uh, for people to analyze in decades from now. Right, right. Yeah, so... Um, That was it, more or less. Are there any other podcasts, uh, metal-related podcasts, that you listen to? Oh, I listen to the Metal Sucks podcast every now and again. I find those chaps quite funny. Um, they do. They, are, they yeah. do a good job. I, I must say. I mean, they keep up with the news, and uh, they do quite a lot of interviews, and, and they're very entertaining. So, you know, that mm-hmm. that pops up every now and again. Non-metal, I, I listen to um, the No Agenda podcast, and. Um, I also check out the, the Joe Rogan experience and Bill Burr's podcast as well because I think he's really funny and he does a great job with his podcast. Um, but uh, that Metal Sucks is mainly the one that I, I turn to for a bit of a metallic edge on my podcasts. <laughs> great. Cool. We'll make sure to check those out and I'll link them on our show notes. Thank you so much. Mr. Heavy Metal Historian for coming on to our podcast. You're very welcome. So happy to be here. And, uh, you know, horns up, everyone. Rock and roll. Heavy metal. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that was a really interesting interview. Thank you for that. Yes, that was Greg Davis from the a heavy metal historian podcast go, go check that out subscribe to that it's really <laughs> educational and uh, fun to listen to and as Greg and said, you should check out metal sucks yes metal sucks is another very cool podcast um metal sucks is actually a, a metal magazine and i like the podcast very much i 
I am not sure if the if the guys are also like professional comedians, but they are super super funny. Yes, <laughs> and the stories they tell. So they really have a a good sense of humor that really fits into the metal scene. That's true. And another thing that uh, Metal Sucks has is a YouTube channel, and uh, they do. Um, like a summary of the week of the of everything that happened in the metal scene in the week and that's called the week in metal by metal socks on their on their youtube channel you also have to check that out that's also very very cool to stay updated the videos are very brief very short so that's also fun to to and, check out and they have a girl yeah that she <laughs> whitney she's the one who does the week in metal on youtube yay we should She's totally really support cool. that. Yes. We always support women in metal. <laughs> we, we should get her for another podcast. Maybe yeah, we should time. reach out to them. If anyone who knows the Metal Sucks people, tweet at us and <laughs> let us know so we can contact them. We're groupies. Yes, <laughs> we're fans. Okay, so before we say goodbye, don't forget to participate in our week giveaway, right? Yes, by leaving us a review on iTunes. Then you can win a lovely makeup bag signed by several of our favorite women in metal. For example, Caroline Westendorf from The Charm of Fury. Stay tuned and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Metal and High Heels podcast as well on iTunes or Stitcher. We uh, produce it twice a month and it comes out on Tuesdays. You can find show notes with links and comments to every episode at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast. For this one, it would be podcast and the number five. And then you can go right into the show notes. If you have a comment while you listen to this episode, tweet us with hashtag mhpodcast5. The awesome jingle, by the way, is voiced by Cassandra Novell and based on the song Storm by her band Mercy Isle. Yeah, so you know what to do. Subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes and tweet at us. That's all you have to do. And Not more. The, more. A little more. Uh, tell the Metal Sucks people that have an interview with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Bye-bye. That's all you have to do. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye. Hi, this is Merlin from Cellar Darling, and you're listening to the Metal and High Heels podcast. Stay tuned for an interview with me coming up in August. <laughs>